Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Madcap. This is David Ross. I'm Daniel Bloom. Yeah. This is episode three of Madcap Reborn. Yeah. I guess it's episode three, but last week we did an awesome audio postcard yeah. Yeah. from the Funk Parade of Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Hope you all got a chance to enjoy that and listen yeah. to that. Yeah. This is Madcap. We are a show about a friendship between yeah. David Ross and Daniel Bloom, myself, yeah. and yeah. what it's like to be in your mid-30s and trying to like, <laughs> figure it out, make sense of, <laughs> of life. Um, and so we are after the Funk Parade, that wonderful event that took place. Yeah. May 12th, was it? Yeah, May 12th. Saturday. Yeah. And you were one of the three lead organizers of this alongside yeah. Justin Rude and Chris Naum. Yes. So yeah. I ran into you on the street. Yeah. Which was very lucky. Yeah, it was. It and was. I was having an awesome day. Yeah. Down there with the great photographer, Tony Lopez. Who great took photographer. Some, he took, took some amazing photos. Awesome photos for us. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen those photos, please visit our Facebook page. I got a lot of text about those photos. Did you people, really? A lot of people like them. Good. A lot of people like them. Facebook.com slash madcapdc is where you can see all of Tony's great photos. And I ran into you, David, and you seemed pretty calm on, yeah. the, on the day itself. There was wonderful music everywhere. Yeah. I got to a bunch of the stages. I didn't make it all the way over to the stage in front of the Howard Theater, but I heard that one was pretty cool, too. I never made it over there. Yeah? I never made it over there. So there was a bunch of stages, and, like, and Justin had a friend who, I guess, had a friend of a friend who was in town from New York uh-huh. who had planned to see more of of what was going on and just did not leave the One Love Massive lot. Stayed there for four hours. It was like, the music was pretty good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I know Jump and Uber were doing their thing over there. I, I, I was in there in the morning. Uh-huh. I took a jump bike. Did you? Yeah. And I then, love jump bikes. And then I wasn't like, um, I mean, shout out to shout out to Nell. Uh, I would jump like, I, and I just could not figure out um, I could like once I once I locked it up I couldn't like they, like they had they had the, they had to the drive a truck around and come pick it up uh huh yeah it was supposed to be like a bike for the day and I was just like I can't I can't work it again so <laughs> y'all gotta come pick this bike up <laughs> I mean I had a great time Belladonna band the all female go go band was yeah. probably my highlight yeah um did you have a highlight or were you, were you too busy walking around and trying to I was organize too busy it? walking around but just just uh, do a recap for those for those of the listeners who don't live in D C the Funk Parade is a uh, a celebration um it is like I said, created by Justin Rude and Chris Naum. And basically, Justin had a had a dream about brass and uh, or just this parade going down U Street. And uh, through through maneuvering the universe, they were able to accomplish this feat. And this is it's in its fifth year. And it's basically a celebration of uh, DC's old and new. That's why I say like the like a lot DC music history really. Mm-hmm. And so because uh, U Street was definitely an iconic place throughout throughout '68 and just in, in prior to that. And so it was called uh, the Black Broadway. Exactly. So it's got this incredible musical history. Exactly. And it feels like it's in danger kind of of being lost because there's so much rapid development going on and gentrification in D.C. Yeah, and in yeah. U Street specifically. Yeah, yeah. One thing I guess I wanted to also mention before we go into some other topics here, they could have called it in a way like the Go-Go Parade or the yeah. Go-Go Because pa- that's kind of the – they call it Funk Parade, but a lot of what funk is in D.C. is Go-Go. I know. And a lot of the music that you heard on that day was Go-Go. But I wonder, I is there some kind of stigma attached to planning an event with the word Go-Go in it? Like, was it easier to push the ball across the finish line because it's called funk and not Go-Go? I don't know. I yield that to Justin because yeah, it's a lot of people also are like, why is it a parade? It should be more of a festival. Because and it really is more of a festival. It I just know. has a parade right in the middle of it. I know. I yeah. know. Uh, so I don't 
I don't know. I like, um, but it's catchy though. Funk parade makes sense. It is. On maybe some that's level. it. It is catchy because like not everybody was funk. I mean, like yeah. Uh, I, I, I fought like hell for this for this Latin fusion for this Latin fusion band. La Una gotta be up in there. Yeah, performing baby. Duffy's. So like, so nice. like, I got I got to shout Corey in the mouth. And so like, not everybody was funk. It was really just like, I was just like, if you're kind of funky. You know, that's it. <laughs> this is where you belong. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, fifty thousand people came out too. Fifty thousand? Yeah. The mayor walked through. Everybody. It was. It was a good in the Lincoln Theater Showcase. Ari Lennox killed it. Did you stay through through the whole thing? I didn't see Ari Lennox. Did you see Davon? I did see Davon, and I saw the next guy too. Manny Wells, who's great. He's great. Manny Wells, excellent job by Trelectro curating that show. The the oh. the, the uh, showcase at Lincoln, Lincoln Theater. You know, what I love about Manny Wells. So like. We're picking up picking up booze for for, for backstage, uh-huh. and, I'm, and I'm just like I'm like I'm like we well, went to drink. He was like, oh man, I got I, I, I gotta I gotta tame my voice, man. I got I gotta I gotta take care of the voice. And I'm that, just like, you know right. what? I'm like, you go be a star, true, <laughs> true professional. Yeah, exactly. He kept coming out to the stage and go, if you enjoy life, please say ooh la la. They were just so friendly. That back was there. his line. They were good people. Yeah, he was awesome. It was a, it was seriously a great day. I yeah. mean, I, I can't wait for next year. It was just an. It, this was the day that I I was out there. For for the longest, I saw the most, I heard the most music that I've ever. This is the fifth annual funk parade, too. Yeah. So I just hope it keeps going and going and going. I hope they get lots more support next year from the community and from the city. I think that I think I think they were if they thought the funk parade was dead, it was it was it's been revived. Uh, and this and the city really showed their support. You really saw you really saw folks getting back together, being like, look. You ever saying, don't mess with this day because this is the one day I can get a little weird. It's the one day I can do also is like, do not touch this day. And that was and that was really refreshing. And like when we met with the mayor's task force, they were just like, you know what? They were like, this is our most this is like our most popular. This is my, our, our most popular fe- festival, you know, saying from the city standpoint. Yeah. And I'm just like and I would not know about the parade if it weren't for you, because remember, we went did. the. I had no idea what you were talking about. You're like, there's a funk parade. I'm like. Whatever. You know what <laughs> it just sounded so madcappy. I was like, yes, like this weird, funky idea that's going to take over public space in D.C. Yeah. This is exactly what we need. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so many people showed up for that one. Remember that? I can't believe I don't know how they pulled that off. That's so <laughs> that's so crazy. I mean, people came out for the first one. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you think it was a success? Yes. A success. You know, I have to, uh, for, for, well, for, I'm just like, you know what, if, as long as like, because uh, you asked me if I was stressed. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, if as long as I'm not losing a ton of money or don't end up in jail, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, all right, you know, it's <laughs> I'm like, can we I'm like, we were going to be all right. But you have some RAM back now in your life. Right. Like it was a lot to try to keep going. I mean, it was a lot to try and organize for the three people. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But there was, it was it was all hit. And this is also there's also a ton of volunteers. Too. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, like, the, like I said, the business community and everybody, it was it was it came down to crunch time. But I mean. Uh, after like after doing several of these kind of like events mm-hmm. and like having true panic attacks doing doing <laughs> events yeah. and then they coming and I was just like I was telling people I'm like it's gonna go one of three ways I'm like it's gonna go it's gonna go okay you know what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. gonna go amazing uh-huh. or it's gonna go horribly and I was like whatever we're gonna make it you know <laughs> I'm like <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic attitude <laughs> yeah yeah that's an attitude that only comes with life experience <laughs> exactly exactly so now yeah. the same weekend as funk parade yeah was also Mother's Day Mother's Day I thought that yeah. was pretty interesting I yeah. mean there's a lot of great celebration to be had that weekend did that cause any problem was that tricky in any way or did it just work out beautifully it worked out. It worked out beautifully. It Great. worked out beautifully. And so, like, I mean, like, it and it, 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 it worked out beautifully. I remember a lot of people were 
were initially worried about the parade day, especially especially folks coming to town or mm-hmm. being able to do like any sort of activations and stuff like that. Yeah, but they were able, still able to accomplish it, and so yeah, so like we were able to. I mean, there's still there's still like a there's still like a message that I owe my mother from 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 uh, from Mother's Day that I haven't like been able to like I haven't been able to like emotionally uh, draft and put down on paper. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, but like. Yeah, it was it was still a good day. It's yeah. still a good day, but willing well, to discuss. Yeah, let, yeah, yeah. Let's start that message right now, because okay. leading up to this recording, you told me something that I thought was really, really interesting, and that's about kind of the change over time between your relationship between yeah. you, you and your mom. Okay. So illuminate that a bit for me. Man, I'm, I'm getting emotional already. Well, that's that's good. Jeez. I mean, how, how what began this germ of new understanding? Like, so, what started the process? So, like, my girlfriend's always been, like, very, uh, she's been, she's, she's like, she's a lot like my dad, which people are like, that's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she's a lot like my dad and, like, strongly, like, a strong moral compass, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. always, like, being, like, look at the people around you who really care for you. And there was a period of time in my life where, like, early on, I had a great relationship with my mother. Then, through some some things that, like, I mean, not to overshare some things that that I dis that I that I had issues with about her. Um, I was like, it was just like a light switch, and I was just like, uh, I would consider myself to be like a psychotic little kid, you know, in terms of like how you would like it was just like one eighty. How like because like my father was my guy, you know, mm-hmm. how did I address her and stuff like that. And there's no way I, I've already started tearing up. There's no way I'm not going to cry through this. That's you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, um, it's okay. I just hope I can just talk and not and not get choked up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as I got older, or let me back up. You know that scene from Private Ryan? Never seen it. Never seen Private Ryan. Sorry. Should I break this out? Yeah. There's a scene where there's this, there's a there's a guy. Um, he's in he's in that new show on Netflix, uh, Sneaky Pete or whatever that show is. So basically, he uh, he tells a story. He tells a story. I think when they're like in the barracks or something. Like tells a story about how his mother would come home. And he pretend, or his mother would yell from it, and he'd pretend to be asleep, you know? And because he just didn't want her to bother him. And he's getting, he, he gets shot, you know, um, in the battlefield. And who does he start screaming for? His mother. And it's like, what he was, and there, there was times when my mother would like walk around and be like, David, David, I'd be like in the bed. And like, I was just like, it, you know, I, I would like try to pretend like I'm not there. And, I, and like, that scene, that scene really hit. And so like, that's, I feel like that's kind of that's kind of what I've really, as an adult age, what I've forced myself to walk away from that type of person, that that type of treatment. Especially through my girlfriend being like, you know, your mother just like wants to be around you and stuff like that. And like, my we're not young. Like, my mother's seventy, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I'm like, this woman, like, even though I have my issues with her or had issues, she is not trying to sabotage me. None of that, you know? And so mm-hmm. it got to the point where I'm just like, I'm like, what am I doing trying to just push this person away? And if she were to, and it, the thing is, if she were to be ripped from me tomorrow, I'd be the most sobby mother, I'd be the, I'd be the worst one at the funeral. Right. You know? <laughs> and where people would have been like, he would have been cold. I'd be the worst one because it's just like, and and it's funny, not funny, there's been friends of mine who who haven't had the best relationship with their mom, some, and some that have, and lost them. Mm-hmm. And they knew my situation. They were just like, David, get over it. Yep. <laughs> too, too For much. real. 
life is so way, way, way too short. I mean, that that's something. First that, time I cried on air, Dan Bloom. I love it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this new show is about. I mean, we don't we don't have time to like be fucking around. You need a tissue, don't you? <laughs> Shit, I usually even keep one. Hold on, I'll be right back. All right. Hold up. Hey, for my be thinking we saw we don't play. Back to being a G. Just throw, you know? just, just, <laughs> just, just, just throw them somewhere. <laughs> back to being a G. Okay. Right. Resuming. So. That's one of the themes, that's one of the whole reasons that we're sitting here in the studio right now. Yeah. Is because, we've talked about this before, your 20s are like, search for identity. Your 30s are like, all right, let me take a pause here and let's make sure that I'm heading in the right direction. Yeah. Because you can just do so much without being conscious of it for so long. And then it only takes an epiphany or one day to turn around and look at things totally differently. Absolutely. You know, I... I go back and think about, I think so much of this conversation has to do with mortality. Yeah. Like ours and the people that we love. Yeah. And t- trying to imagine, like thinking about whether or not or what the, the determining factor was of getting married. To me, it was like, okay, I'm in love with Maya. Our life is great. I want to be with her forever. But the thing that really solidified it was, what if you lose her? That is the question. It's like, would you be able to handle it if you lost this person? Or would you like stop everything you had going on and just like go get them? So it's like life's too short, you know? Yeah. And we, when, when we begin to understand our own mortality, that's when hopefully we begin to start having these awakenings. Like the thing you said about this woman is not trying to sabotage me. Like in my case, you know, it could be like certain family members. uh, It's just, that resonated with me, with, with me so much. It's like you just don't want to deal with them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like they are reaching out. <laughs> they are reaching out for you. Yeah, and you would just rather not <laughs> all the time. You. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But no. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And but that's real. So yeah. how how do you get past that? And how do you accept the responsibility yeah. that you see in your in your life all of a sudden? But tell me more about this idea of like determining who to invest in based on how they invest in you. Like you said something earlier, not to get distracted by like smoke, smoke, mirrors, smoke yeah. and mirrors of a relationship. Yeah, exactly. What Dan, is that about? Dan, 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 Bloom, Dan Bloom is the transition king for those that don't know. What is that? <laughs> you absolutely are. And so like, I mean like, because um, the mom thing kind of related to just like, like, what, like projects, work, everything. And like basically like uh, – there's a lot of situations that we get ourselves into where we uh, we kind of we kind of follow the path of someone who really doesn't care about us, you mm. know, you know, and like they and sometimes sometimes we're uh, attracted to the fact that they're kind of hard, they're playing hard to get emotionally, they're distant, or sometimes we're we're we're, we're following them because they've made it seem as if we are somebody of importance to them, mm. and so like what we're doing is in like. Um, Smoke and Mirrors is 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 what this uh, a friend this artist Jay Coleman calls it. He was like, we get caught up in just like these people will just say like, yeah, man, I'm about like because artists all the time say this like you meet some like shady dude in a suit or something like, yo, man, I'm about you gonna blow up, blah blah blah, and it's just like this person has already just like in their in their head just like calculated how much they're just gonna how much they're just gonna extract from you. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. advancing you so little, mm-hmm. you know, and you're left just broken. 
and just and distrusting the whole process in the first place, you know. And so I'm just like, I'm like, as, as you know, at our age, especially in dating and everything, it's like, why am I wasting my time with these people that don't give a damn about me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and like, and, and if, uh, for those that don't, for if I don't give a damn about them, they don't want to waste time with me either. So I'm just like, well, what's the point of this? You know, it's just like gathering around, sitting around in a circle and just hating one another. You're just like, it's just stupid. <laughs> right. You know, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to cry at every session, you know what I'm but I definitely want to at least have some good times. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. like, that's, that's, that's what I'm concerned because in, I think, but it's so, but it's so difficult to be able to, because some people are so good and so manipulative at making you feel making you feel wanted and making you feel uh making you feel somebody of value mm-hmm. you know when it's just like man they've been running that game all over town you know and it's just like and, and you just get you just get caught up in it and I, I i don't i mean i don't know the answer you know i feel like i feel like through, through trial and error you yeah. know what I'm saying figuring out like how people if it's a work thing how people how other people have worked with this person mm-hmm. if it's a relationship how other people how like what previous dating stuff is friendships and stuff like that i mean but like there is no you know what i'm saying cuz sometimes you come across the sociopath sometimes you come across the uh yeah the per- and, and they're often skilled manipulators without a doubt as you put it so it's almost like why isn't <laughs> there probably is some system out there that we don't know about but like why is there not a yelp for tinder <laughs> Yelp for Tinder. That, that existed for a while. It was like an all woman thing where women were rating men, like single men. Uh-huh. And like if you got a bad reputation or whatever, women would be able to check that out. Yeah. I mean, it, it like, are you an emotional manipulator? Let me check out your ratings, bro. Like, oof, like your Airbnb ratings suck on the emotional manipulation. Like, I'm going to take a pass. Like an Uber rating. 4.1, I can't get in this. There is, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no safety valve on that. Yeah. But I think it's fascinating that you also include, like, in the same conversation, it has to do with romance. It has to do with work. It may also have to do with, like, you know, roommates. Yeah. Like if you keep yourself around people who also invest in you, there is a positive feedback loop where otherwise, if you keep pouring time, energy, love into a a bottomless pit, it's like that becomes so destructive. Yeah. I mean, think like not just, well, there's so many people that their, um, their work is their love. No matter, no matter, no matter what type of career that is, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, They'll you'll interview for something and and you want to believe that you're direct the person that you're directly reporting into you know say or what did that come that they're about like they're about helping you you advance figure out your situation and then you transition and you get there and it's just like all a complete lie hmm. just complete BS mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and then have the nerve to flip out on you when you're just like wait no I, this isn't the relationship we talked about there was roses there was romance and, and, and they turn and you know what I'm saying and then it's just like it's like the movie Frozen where you're like <laughs> ha ha you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's like that and it's just like and so I feel like I've heard that time and time like my dad like my dad would talk about especially the government you know what I'm saying people talking about yeah, we're going to promote you. We're going to do this. And like and a person will move to this office being like this is the direct route to getting to this this grade. Uh and of course, try not to make this DC, but we're talking about government. But any 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 other type of any other type of work where you think you can be advanced and then you get there and it's just like you're just getting used. I'm just like it you, it's 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 hard to it's hard to to scope out who who isn't about you, but mm-hmm. but man, I know I got to do better, you know. <laughs> you know I got to do a whole lot better. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's 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 a int- impressive and interesting introspection that you're going through. Yeah, yeah. About that's, that, as a white. Yeah. I want to keep. I want to return back to the conversation about mom, though. Like, I want to know 
the dichotomy of like, is it? Do you feel like her desire to like encourage you to do well? Did that feel like pressure? Did that feel like criticism? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you? Why do you feel like now you perceive that as being an enemy or something? It it was it wasn't it was it was I was the enemy. Like I found her idiosyncrasies my enemy. Mm -hmm. You know. And I'll, I'll I'll just leave that word, you sure. know. Yeah. Um. And I, I and so that's that's what I find to be an enemy. And and like as like as like you get older, you just take the person for who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, and because you're not going to seventy, you ain't changing them. You know what I'm saying. And furthermore, <laughs> you're probably on your way to turning into them. <laughs> exactly. See, that's the part that's tricky. Oh my god, I'm gonna be started. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that's tricky about your relationship with your parents. Often is because the things that you can't stand about them are the things that you are afraid of emulating, either in your current life or when you reach their age. The girlfriend's always like, I think you're more like your mother than you realize. You yeah. <laughs> like, don't say that. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, you know, it's funny. It's like you can try. And the, the only way to have a, a, a weapon in this fight is mindfulness. Mindfulness is the key to a lot of, I think, underneath some of this the, these conversation topics we're having. Yeah. Like, how do you just get your mind around loving the people you're supposed to love? Exactly. And like melt away any of as much of the annoyance as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. And and getting older is like a huge part of that mindfulness. It just smacks you in the face. Yeah. Because if you're smart, eventually you realize you don't have forever with these people. No, you don't. And that is so terrifying because you are born into this world. Here's your mom. Here's your dad. Here's your grandparents. If you're lucky to have them still alive. Here's your home. Here's your community. And then as you get older, these things that were once solid, in some cases, begin to lose their form. Mm-hmm. Oh, like now we had to sell the house. Now my parents don't live in the same community where I grew up, which means that when I go home for Thanksgiving, I don't see my friends anymore. Yeah. Like that, that, that kind of change happens for everybody. And it happens, it's like a, um, a, a frog in the pot of boiling soup. <laughs> you don't realize it until it's too late. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, a, and I go through this myself all the time. If I'm doing the right thing, I'm taking time every single day to like think about who needs me, mm-hmm. who is relying on me, how I can improve myself, how I can like that's the best example of how you do it. Yeah. And the worst example is you just get up, you're in a bad state of mind, you start distracting yourself, and you distract yourself from what you should be thinking about all day yeah. through all different manner of things. And I am as guilty of this as so, anybody else. Man, I've been living that life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like distraction after distraction after distraction. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. How do you derive satisfaction from handling the things that you're supposed to do and not just want to run away all the time? Like that's one of my biggest questions. I actually think I actually think the significant other thing has been so crucial here. Yes, absolutely. Because like for instance like I didn't like with my girlfriend I was I'm able to see my family through another lens. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like I'm excited to hang with them when they're around cuz it's like it's it's like I'm like I'm like these people are all right, you know? I mean yep. like there's a lot of people who don't want to deal with their family at all, haven't mm-hmm. spoken to them in years. Yes. I'm like mine are around, you know what I'm saying, thoughtful, educated folks, you know? And so I'm just like what in like in I just she has she has a strong sense of family uh and and so like I think and I've really like I've really liked that cuz mm-hmm. I'm definitely you know like I I I enjoy the heck out of her brother enjoy 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 her cousins and stuff like that and so it's 
I I am not sure I would have arrived at this destination were it not for that were it not for the significant other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I throughout the throughout the show until she gives me approval to use the name, I'm just gonna <laughs> call her the significant other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's gonna be the name. Well, that's like the best case scenario is when you are di- with somebody through whom and with whom you can discover more about the world yeah. and emotions and your life. Yeah. You know, the, it's like in a way, like the Justin Timberlake spoke about. Had a slotted, it was a blue eyed soul, you know? It's like, you're get... my, it's like you're my mirror. <laughs> Whoa, my mirror staring back at me. It's like you learn, <laughs> you learn more about yourself. You learn about your family. You learn about what you are taking for granted, perhaps. Yeah. Through the eyes of another. Yeah. That, I mean, that can be super helpful. I mean, I think that works in both ways. Yeah. There's probably aspects of her life that you've helped to illuminate, perhaps, that she hadn't considered before. I'm sure, I'm sure there are. We've talked about them on this show before. <laughs> well, also, you talk about, like, you know how we, when we would, um, when we do previous uh, Madcap episodes and read, ask questions, even, like, just all the engagement of asking questions, and, like, say it'd be, like, it'd be guests, it'd be um, a duo or something like that. And you ask a question, and then another person in the group would lean in and be like, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's like, that's the thing. Sh- like, she'll ask questions, and and I'll hear and I'll hear somebody respond. I'm just like, I'm like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, just, <laughs> she gets, like, different information that I've received. So it's like, a, it's it's an interesting, it's like learning these people all over again. Um, and and I'm excited to do it, you know? Yeah. It's just like, now I'm, now I'm more involved. Like, now, now I want to watch this show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so... It's 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 yeah it's 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 a bless it's a blessing uh it's a blessing when you arrive upon it and I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad it didn't it just never it, well how am I trying to say this I'm glad I did not not arrive on it yeah okay. you're glad you weren't too late yeah 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 I mean and there's something as we get older it's like I feel the need to and I don't always do a great job of this but in that same vein it's like now that we've reached a place of consciousness mm-hmm. of accepting more of the emotional responsibility and our place in the emotional ecosystem here. Yeah. It's like now, how do you take that and make it into a daily practice? Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. I had a great conversation a few weeks ago with Jonah Loeb. Uh-huh. And at the end of the conversation, it wasn't just, oh, that was fun. I wrote down a bunch of things that I wanted to do as a conclusion, as a follow-up on all that. Yeah. And one of them was literally the word love and then the first name of like five people. So it's love my mom, love uh-huh. my stepfather, love my father, love yeah. my grandmother. And like the, if I'm really living right and I'm, I can't claim that I'm doing this yet, I'm doing those things every day, mm-hmm. not just like in an abstract way, but like yeah. texting and calling these people. Yeah. My, my term for it is sitting on them <laughs> like a bird because if you're not sitting on people and sitting on problems, like to make sure, basically it just means make sure that people are okay yeah. and that they feel the kind of love and support that they need from you and elsewhere. Because if you don't sit on people that are very important to you and then they blow up in one way or another, you have to try to run around and pick up the pieces. Yeah. And that may happen anyway. Yeah. But it, it's really helpful in general if you can try to sit on problems yeah. and like pop bubbles before they become so big that they explode in people's faces. <laughs> it, like as I feel myself getting older and taking on more responsibility, that is something I want to do more of. Like don't just make it on other people to pick up the phone and call me. Yeah. Because I've become more emotionally reclusive for some reason in my older age. Like I need to break out of that. Check in. Yeah, check. And it doesn't it doesn't take much. No. So like the, the best case scenario I've actually done this with is my grandmother. Yeah. I see her every single week. And this is not to brag. This is just like a life 
method. And the only reason it happens is because it's every single Monday. Hmm. I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. It, uh, it depends on what type of habits, but yeah. So like <laughs> establishing a habit or yeah. better put a tradition, mm-hmm. I love that shit. Maybe it has to do with my Jewish upbringing, but there's just something about tradition that I like. Absolutely. You do the same thing in the same way because it's familiar to you and it makes you feel like the world makes sense. It does. And you have to get to like – there is the familiarity. It's like you, you want a place that you know. Yeah. So put it on the cal- – this is the thing. I just put it on the calendar every week, Monday, 8 o'clock, I'm there. We, mm-hmm. ju- we just do it no matter what. And she's always like, oh, thank you so much for coming over. And it's not a one-way street. It started off kind of as a one-way street, like go see your grandma. It's a nice thing to do. Now I actually derive pleasure out of it. Like we have a good time. She grounds me. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're not revealing to the audience what y'all do. We watch Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> but even when Dancing with the Stars is out of season, I go over there. I know. And we'll uh, watch like the, you know, the Nats game. We'll play gin, rummy. It's not anything. Like we just sit there and we hang out with each other. But it becomes a very profound act because life is finite. You know, she's, re- she's 95. You know? She is. A day is going to come where I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. And that's going to be very painful. But the only salve, it's like bizarre to think about life in these terms, but like sometimes you have to work backwards. Yeah. Like when it's too late, I'm not going to want to kick myself and say, you should have done more. Yeah. You know, and spot on, because I, like, I forgot the reason, I forgot like one of the main things that was like the impetus for me when I talk about this is like, I went home one day and went upstairs to check on my mother and say hello. She seemed so surprised that I was coming upstairs to check on her. It like broke. I was like, yo, I'm like, where am I as a human where I like, this is like a surprise to this woman. You know, it's like when I come in the house, my dad knows I'm in there. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? He'll, I say, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes she'll be upstairs watching something. But like, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like the fact that she, she felt like this was like, this is, this is, this is huge. Mm-hmm. He's coming to check on his, he's coming to check on his mother. Right. You know, she like rolled out of bed. You know, it was just like, it was too much for me. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, we need to, we need, we need to turn this bus around. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, mean, well, I, I applaud you for having that kind of consciousness to just understand like your opportunity to do things differently in life. The significant other has been, has been crucial in this. That's fantastic. Yeah. How, however it comes, man. I mean, people are lucky to get the opportunity to make things right. Yeah, yeah. In any case. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, we, we should all do that. And what's funny is the dread of a lot of these situations, the worrying about it. This has been a, a theme in my life since the get. It's like just stopping worrying, complaining, procrastinating, and just getting to it. Yeah. It really doesn't actually take very much work. No. Like giving somebody a call that you're dreading. You, there's usually about one person or so in my life who is like trying to get in touch with me and I just won't respond for one <laughs> reason or another. Like I feel overwhelmed generally. Yeah. But usually it's, it just takes so little effort and it, it just lifts a, a light off your shoulders. It does. Especially when it has to do with family. It does. You know, it's we build it up so much. But I think in general, you're right. People just want to feel loved and they just want to hear from you. Yeah, they do. They do. They absolutely. It's it, it, it's so refreshing. It's, well, it's not just family because it's definitely with long-term friends. Totally. You know? Friends are a huge part of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you 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 bemoan um like that sort of communication and then when you then when you actually then when you actually engage in it, it's just like 
you're like, why did I, why did I waste my time on this? You know, like, why didn't I just, it was like, it was so simple, uh, like a 30 second acknowledgement or something like that. Exactly. Even like, and it's just like, and it's like, and I called my, and like, we are like, you were the person who, who held me down. It's so, it's in like, uh, <laughs> and like, and here I am brushing you off. And yeah, so, right. yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about mom specifically for a second. Okay. Cause I mean, mom's. They, you live inside of them. They grow you inside of their body for nine months. Yeah. And then they push you out or you get cut out. And then they have to re- recover from that. Like people don't talk about this. A woman on the train in New York was bothering me about this. Really? Yes. She saw a man who looked, this older black lady, this was years ago. I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm, on, the, I'm on like the D train. This older black lady sees a guy who she thinks is on drugs. Uh-huh. And uh, and she's eating candy, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, hey, can I have some candy?" She blurts out, "You need to stay off that shit." But 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 like <laughs> but like but she's talking to me. She was like, "Listen," she was like, "We carry these people in us, yeah, for a long period of time. So when we see them out here acting a mess, she was like, it breaks us to pieces because we had them in here. You know what I'm saying? We mm. nurtured this. And mm. I'm sitting there, I'm just like in my head, I'm like, why is this lady talking to me about this? But then I'm just like, this lady's making a lot of sense because she's saying this, I'm looking at him. She's saying this, I'm looking at him. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and, and it's just like, I mean, oh man, this of course is like a separate conversation. It tilts the the whole structure, you know, especially when you have two parents, you know, oh, it's yeah. like dad, mom, you know, it's like, it's like it's supposed to be 50 50, mm-hmm. all right? But she, but mom's got this leg up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she just got, like, this head start of just, like, or just, like, I guess it is, but, like, all, all of this time and care and dedication that even if she didn't want to have, you know what I'm saying, it's still taking place mm-hmm. and carrying this burden, if you will. And then, and then, yes, and then and then release, you know, just walk, oh, they're everywhere, they're everywhere. Every every person, everybody in the street you see walking around came from somebody's. It <laughs> was was being it was just like curled up in a, in a, in a you know what I'm saying in, in a stomach just curled up and and I'm just like and that and that is just roaming around acting like they don't know where they came from and stuff like that. It's acting really, a fool. Exactly. 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 I mean, it's amazing the creative power of women, and we just in general as a society kind of just disrespect it. Yeah. Like our family medical leave uh, policies are ridiculous. They're laughable. It's a joke. I mean, <laughs> it is. But the way, the way the way you the way you said that was tough. But all right, it is. I mean, we have in this come You know, we'll get to a more important topic here in a second. But this co- this country, we commodify everything. That is what we do as a country: birth, clean water, food, place to live, plot for burial. All cost money. Everything is commodified. Yeah. What we need to do is remove a couple of things from the commodification, uh-huh. like childbirth. I mean, just giving women some more time. Without a doubt. I mean, who who does it best? At the very least. The Scandinavian countries do it the best. They can get like a, a ton of time. I yeah. saw some report. It was like up to three years in certain <laughs> developed countries. That's pretty, that's pretty badass. I mean, you're birthing a human being for God's sake. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm, so we're I'm, so- not, I'm not like I got no beef with I got no beef with like <laughs> with a woman getting all the time she needs to get me uh, after, after giving birth. That's not that's yeah. That's not. So did you have a good Mother's Day? Did you do anything? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Did, did a meal somewhere? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, actually, it was home cooked. To be honest. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We just spent time together. To be honest. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like and like I wasn't even sure that that was going to be a, even be able to take place. To be honest. So I mean, like, but we did, but like, 
there is um there's also another event we're doing when um the significant other gets back in town mm-hmm. which is like specific for cuz like that's like her that's what like like my dad can't even get in on it you know it was like that's right. that, that's 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 more that's way more for mom and so and so that's like that's true to her heart because she's 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 all about that. Especially any any inclusion I can do into anything with with the significant other is yeah. just like it's too magical for her. Points, major yeah. magical points. Yeah, it really is. I texted my mother in law on Mother's Day, and I was really? the, I was the first one. Really, I shouldn't have showed him up like that. <laughs> I I I. I, I <laughs> Do they feel bad? Yeah, they did. no no they didn't really feel bad. Yeah, I, I hit up. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever. I I, I hit up the significant other's mother on Mother's Day as well. Did you? Yeah, that's this is the first time it's ever I've ever done that. Did she appreciate it? Huh? Yeah, send send me a strong note. Cause I remember like years, like my um, a family friend, of course, you know, like sending cards to to the uh, significant other's mother and so to his significant other's mother. Yeah, so like that. In my head, I'm just like, man, I ain't doing none of that, you know. And I'm just like, then it's just like. You get in it, you know, and the, the the emotions are all roaming around, and it's just or like the emotions are hitting you. It's like you know, you just want to like let this person know that you're about the person that they created. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, and also let them know that you appreciate them as well. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's like yeah, you, you have to. I mean, like you don't you don't have to, but you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you want them to, like to make them to make them feel special on the day. And so like yeah, this is like it's a this is the first time I have ever done that. But then again, I guess this is the first time I've ever been. In, Whatever. Yeah. There's a time for everything, yeah. David. Yeah, I know. Just, I know. Just let it happen. I'm such a child, you know. <laughs> such a child. We all are in in certain ways, and yeah. we, you know, we always will be in certain ways. Yeah. Just like trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great revelation of growing up is to realizing that grown ups don't really have their shit together. Oh a lot of God. them are just flailing around aimlessly, just not knowing what the hell they're doing. All day, every day. Bunch of bunch of grown up children out here. <laughs> you kidding me? They all they all working in the executive office building. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the parental issues are like up in that place. I don't even want to. <laughs> That's a sick sick group of people. <laughs> Yo, my mom is getting an award soon. She is. My mom is getting an award from Dance USA, like the really? official. Uh, advocacy group for like dance educators and performers in the coal country. She's going. Are they based here? No. Uh, yeah, they're based here, but she's getting the award in L.A. Okay. Okay. Fine. Out. They find her out. She... Yeah. That's awesome. CP, are you with me? Nice. Is she is she bringing a plus one? She's not bringing me. Okay. <laughs> I told her I was like, I'll be there if you need me. Get my flight to L.A. right now. She's like, Nope, you're good. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's bringing she's bringing the executive director of the organization. That's awesome. That's it's, awesome. For, yeah. For those that don't know, uh, you, sh- you should say what your what your what your mother's legacy was here in the nation's capital. Well, first of all, let's shout your mother out, Tenzin Ross. Tenzin yeah, yeah, Ross, yeah, yeah, school teacher, a lot of uh-huh. love. Retired school, retired DC public school teacher. What these knuckleheads out what here? What school did she teach? At? Uh, she retired from Amidon in Southwest, which is um, it's like it's it, it's right near it's right near the wharf. Yeah, uh, it, it was across from the now defunct water. Out, non-existent waterside mall uh which probably yeah. nobody like only only like old heads know about but right. yeah like what did she teach she taught third grade uh-huh so yeah, just yeah. general like studies yeah yeah, yeah. she yeah. was third grade i mean like uh thought third grade for most of her. she might have retired in second second because th- like she thought third for most of her career but i think at amadon she taught second but yeah she always had like 
like at the dinner table, it was always the school system, mm -hmm. the school system, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was their conversations yeah. all the time. Yeah. So my mom, Carla Perlow, founded Dance Place, a studio theater for modern dance in Washington. Yeah. Just retired last year. Yeah. After like 35 years. That was wild. Wow. So yeah, she built an incredible organization that's still going. There's still a street still named thriving. Yeah. Not really. It, sa mean, it says Dance Place. But it doesn't mean like place, dance place, the street name. It should. They should rename 8th Street Dance Place. Does it come up on Google Maps? Uh-uh. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you answered that quick. I was like, have you checked? Yeah, I have checked. Uh -huh. Yeah, but she's an amazing role model and just a great, great mom. Like, Did I tell you we're about real, We're real close. I, tell you, I went to some something, some meeting. How are we on time? We're good. Some meeting I went to uh, in Brooklyn mm -hmm. about something. <laughs> and Was she there? She came. She came a, a little late. And uh and this person was talking to somebody like, Oh, that's Carla. That's Carla. <laughs> I'm just like, what is in like whispers she, in the yeah, room? Yeah, I mean like how tall is your mother? Five foot. Five maybe one. What? Maybe five and one on a good a, day. Commands a present. You know say, I tell her I know you. You have to say she just locks arms and like, we're doing this we're, we're doing a tour of some building. <laughs> and she's just holding my arm the entire time. And I'm just like, this graceful woman. <laughs> 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 she just floated across. I'm just like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, she, she's, she's definitely, she's definitely extraordinary. And she doesn't waste any time. You know, this is a great thing that we're, we were talking about already that we all ought to learn from her is like mm. the shit that she can get done in a single day is just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. It's like teach a dance class in the morning, then have a fundraising meeting in the afternoon, then do the gardening club with like kids at the middle school. And then have time to come home and like have dinner with my stepdad and, you know, be a pillar of the community. I don't know how she does it, but <laughs> she is fully engaged. Like there's this idea of integrity that I've been obsessed with the last couple of years. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to, I mean, it's not that I've reached this. I'm trying to, to reach for this. True integrity. I don't know who came up with this, but it's brilliant. Is when your inner thoughts line up with the things that you say and further line up with the things that you do. So... That which I think reflects that which I say, reflects that which I do. So that's integrity and integrated life Yeah. from top to bottom. I think she exemplifies that better than anybody that I know. And part of the reason you, or part of the way you enact that in your life is by using your time. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, you're conscious about it. You greet the morning. Thank you, Day, for giving me an opportunity to accomplish more things. Mm. She deals with her plants, talks to them does a yoga routine, deals with the body. So she's like on top of it. Take care of mind and body and then go out and affect the world. Yeah. I often don't even get past the very first hurdle of that. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, shit, what do I have to do today? Yeah. So our, or, or automatically it's like a negative thought followed by a feeling of responsibility and burden. Whereas it ought to be the other direction. Like if we're being mindful people, we should be greeting the day and using it as an opportunity. Sometimes I write, sometimes I'll put on uh, my post-it note or or like to-do list for the day, it'll be like some emotion, you know? <laughs> like legit, like like be nice to this person. Yeah, like uh, because like say some something had taken place and you kind of like need to rebuild support for mm -hmm. this person. It's like, like, so, like I will just have that just like, you know what I'm saying? Be nice to Gary or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, not... 
man, I got a friend. I got a friend named Gary who's gonna think like that, that I'm talking about him. And, and like I really said, Gary is like a, it's just like a fake person. But still, I, I thought you said Gary like G A R Y. Yeah, exactly. His name is Gary, and he's gonna listen. And he's gonna be like, ah, he's talking about me. Whatever. He'll just, just be happy you get a name drop, Gary. Exactly. But like I'll put that in there because I'm just like, all right, I need to like, I need to put these things down to make sure I don't forget these things. That's yeah. good. Yeah. The emotional to-do list. Yeah. I've never heard about that before. It needs to, yeah. That's a smart idea. That sounds sociopathic. Uh, no, that would be a seller. But I, it's, it's, you just don't want to forget it because it's just, because I, I don't know. Just think of, think of all the, I mean, how much, of, how much, of, how much of how, like the stuff that we do is powered by emotion in the first place. You, you, and I try to, I try to make it, you know, the more, the more ambitious I get, the more, the more we rise and try to like, be the best people we can be in the workplace. You know, try to like get people to do something, but don't like want to like forge. What's the best way to put it? Don't want to forge interest in them to get them to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's like you know how or people that just just want to get something out of you. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I'm like I'm I, I try to uh, like I'm trying to do better at just like actually. Oh man, I feel like I'm screwing this up. I'm trying I'm I'm trying to do better at. And just being at being kinder, so not so I get more, not so I get more, just get some more out, some more out of somebody, but just so like we could all collectively work to for a better goal, and like they would actually want to work, you would say want to work alongside of me, mm-hmm. and like I work alongside of them, so I'm always trying to figure out, I'm like I'm like look, I I gotta like, I can't just just take take take, just you gotta I gotta like be. <laughs> you know what I'm like it's hard. It's hard to explain because I feel like for some people this is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, but like, especially especially when we find ourselves in um, in situations where you're managing people and stuff like that. We've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like like you know you want to you want to show people that you're actually concerned about them. You know, and so like right. Yeah, especially they're going through any sort of it's people going through any sort of troubles and stuff like that. And and like because imagine imagine you, imagine you start to have somebody at work that you. Who just recently lost a loved one, a parent, or something like yeah. that? And yet, you have, and you are all are on tasks together, and right. you're trying to figure out a way to to console this person and motivate them at the same time. But I feel like uh, it's, it's 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 difficult. No, what you're talking about has a lot to do with this idea of integrity. Is that we're not just here in this workplace to do a job together yeah. and accomplish something, but you're a person, yeah. and I'm also a person. So how do we both motivate each other and like stay on task and do this thing while not losing sight of the fact that we are here working together? Like when you're engaged in the emotion of it and it's real, it means more and you do better work. And when you go home, you're happier with the life that you have. So another question, a point that it brings up to me is something we also talked about before this recording, not just how to recognize who is investing in me. And now let me invest back in them. But yeah. to begin that circle, to begin the the place of, I am in a position where I'm going to invest in somebody off the rip. Yeah. And it will be up to them to realize, hey, I should invest back in this person. Exactly. Some, some of it has to do with just being older because like we have knowledge and in some cases experiences that we can set up for younger people. Yeah. 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 But I, not being selfish and like trying to remember to pay it forward. That should be part of what this process is about, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I, I, I don't know. I, I think it just becomes. You definitely, definitely want to use the tools you've been given and help and help help build somebody else. And definitely, just not not be. And I think I think a lot of people can can get um, 
can get tied up in, especially not wanting to reveal too too much information, not wanting because mm-hmm. as you know, sometimes the uh, the student can be the teacher All the in those time. situations, mm-hmm. and like I've I've sometimes I've sometimes been afraid of 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 that blowing up in my face, like mm-hmm. me just like me helping by somebody else else up too much, and then them just like going past me, and it's happened before, mm-hmm. but I'm just like I can't I can't stop do- I can't stop doing it because. I genuinely like to. Re- I genuinely like to give this information in terms of like how I, how how best I can help somebody navigate their own life, mm-hmm. especially especially some of the younger peoples in the world, and like advise them to like what mistakes I made that they should not make. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's just like I'm like I'm not trying to. Nah, I'm not trying to hold that in. You know, I'm just like nah. It's, I'm like because I'm like I'm like yo, like <laughs> you gonna realize how shitty this is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you're gonna get it, and so yep. I'm trying to I'm trying to at least help you. You know what I'm saying dies this little weird little maze, and so. So it leads to a wider question, which in general, I mean, about our lives specifically and just something you have to ask yourself, I think, if you're living a conscious life. Yeah. Which is like, why am I doing what I'm doing and and what is my life about? Like, it's easy on some level to just make money. Yeah. This is a capitalist society. What is your life about? You have to make money. Yeah. Okay. But if you do that for long enough, you have a worthless life that you're not happy with. Yeah. So there has to be some kind of a balance. And it's really hard to find. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a privileged position at all to even think about this because if you're out there in the street starving, like everything is the dollar. Exactly. But that leads to a miserable existence too. It's it's, it's like, how do we escape the misery of capitalistic life? And it's just like- And have meaning. and, and, And I complain all the time and it's like- you go. You walk around. I wonder if we've been talking. You you'll go around, especially in in this city. You'll go around. It's just, it's like sometimes I'll I'll have this internal struggle as if the people walking around aren't having the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then somebody will check me and be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, absolutely, they are. You know, and so that's it's 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 such a difficult line to walk. I don't I don't I don't. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Um, I can't. I feel like you're expecting something more profound. I got nothing. I'm not expecting more. (laughs) You know, I got nothing. No, it's a conversation. I feel like this conversation, whenever we sit here and we talk, it it fires me up. It gets me inspired about the life that we're here living because so much of it is just wasted. Like I waste so much time (laughs) worrying and dreading and procrastinating. And the more that we sit here and we talk and we record these conversations, it's like, do not waste your life. Oh, man. Just use it well. And that can mean something as simple as texting your mom to be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Yeah. That can mean so much to people. Absolutely. And the text in itself is a beautiful half measure because it's halfway between doing nothing and (laughs) picking... Picking up the phone and having a full-fledged conversation with your parent, which could last forever. So, like, this half measure can be incredibly beneficial. It just lets people know that you're thinking about them, but still kind of keeps a little bit of your distance in case you're busy or you're not in the right headspace. (laughs) Recently, I was like, I hit my mother up on Sunday. Which which day was the royal wedding? Was it Saturday? Uh, (laughs) I can't remember. I can't remember which day it was. So that was pretty interesting, though, didn't you think? I I didn't really I didn't watch much of it. I saw a little bit of the highlights. Yeah, so I saw the highlights. Yeah, and I and but I knew she was gonna watch it. Okay, you know she never told me, but I I I, I know her. I'm like she's gonna watch this. Okay, so I hit her up, being like, hey, like, uh, 
how was the royal wedding? Yeah. And so, and she, and she was like, hits me up with all this stuff, being like, it was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad I asked her this. Yeah. You know, just like little things like that. That was a very thoughtful question. <laughs> to ask. Absolutely. Because, like, yeah, there's no way Tizzy Ross was not seeing what, what Merkel was going to be rocking, you know, and just seeing, just seeing what was taking. Actually, she was always very opinionated on Harry. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. She was like, that family. She was <laughs> that family. She was always. She would always give me the gossip on that family. Like, yeah, so and so has been in this. You know, so and so has been in that. Did you yeah. think about the royal wedding? Did you think it had any significance? We we hadn't planned on talking about this at all. Oh man, great. This was so, not on the run of show. Oh man. So let's pull up. If we can pause. Let's pull up what my brother in law posted on Facebook, uh, <laughs> which is. <laughs> so ridiculous about the royal wedding and like so so like I'm like shout out to my uh, my sister Gail Ross's husband Robert Ross who I uh, I can faithfully define as a black militant. And, oh yeah, yeah. And so he posted. If you can pause, let me find this thing. Okay, all right, here it is. All right, the royal family has enough wealth to end poverty and homelessness worldwide. To hell with them in that wedding. Windsor Castle and, and St. George's Chapel been around for hundreds of years, and this is the first time we've seen this many black folks there that weren't slaves, maids, butlers, limo drivers, and groundskeepers. I'm supposed to be excited about the royal wedding? Question mark to me. It's it's kind of like so it's kind of like someone inviting you to a party on the day of the party, 30 minutes before the party ends. And so I'm just like I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, so. I guess my brother-in-law Robert didn't watch the royal wedding. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> but Tantine enjoyed the hell of it. She of it, did. She? she did. She did. That's something. That's absolutely a madcap, a madcap segment. I can die because, like, because, like, he posts some wild stuff. He just every, like, just like, just like conspiracy. Everything I'm saying, like he posts wild stuff, or you post wild my, stuff. No, my no, my brother-in-law posts like some wild stuff. He's yeah, like, he'll always be like, "David, you don't really know what's going on in this country, man." Like, there's some other stuff, like you were saying, like you need to. And so, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, and so I'm just like, so I, I think I might need to isolate some of, <laughs> some of his more classic posts. Yeah, that was a pretty good take, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, so let's put a fine point on this. It's like. One thing, idea that continues to pop up to me during mm-hmm. this conversation and in life in general is um, not just what is your life about and like what are you doing here on earth, but whose is your life? Like j- when you grow up in general in Western society, you presume that your life is yours. Yeah. What is it that you want to become? Where is it that you want to live? What kind of job do you want? What kind of house do you want to live in? You know, it's all about personal choice. And yeah. in, in one way, I think that's really good. Yeah. Because we don't want to get bogged down by the expectations of society or our class or whatever group we're in. But at the same time, I think it removes us from the responsibility that we ought to have yeah. as a part of a community, as a part of a family. And specifically as it pertains to our discussion of mothers, it's like somebody grew you yeah, so that you would live in this world and be in part a reflection on them. Mm-hmm. So don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. Stop acting like such a jerk yeah. and show some gratitude. Yeah. Like when you walk out into the world, you are representing your mother, your yeah. father, your ancestors, your brothers, your sisters, your yeah. community. It's not just about you, your emotions, and your little wants and desires inside of your little animal brain. 
You know, it's like lift yourself up a bit and be the person that you ought to be. Yeah. I struggle with this literally every single day. It's like which version of Dan Bloom is going to walk out into the world today? Uh-huh. The one who I want to be represented or the one who gives in to the little animal reptile brain nature? Yeah. It's a constant struggle every single day. But I honestly believe that we can shift ourselves over to the positive ledger in general by just calling our moms and saying, thank you, <laughs> yeah. and I love you. Like, that is how you enact that kind of heart-beating, blood-flowing, like, I'm back in the world in the way I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Call your mom and say I love you and see what's on her mind. Should we just end on that? Or, or like, or, I, I mean, like, I, don't, I agree. I, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I I I I don't know if that will shift my I don't know if that will I think it'd be good to hear a voice but I don't I don't know if that will uh shift how I walk out into the streets or maybe maybe it would, no no back up you know what I'm saying maybe it just it just makes you you know it just makes you your best self it you just know? makes you remember I'm part of something bigger this is okay. this is not just me that was me like mi- that was me missing your point and so in and then and then me later arriving on it yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah so uh, no i i i i i get what you, i get what you're saying i absolutely get what you're saying and that 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 maybe the answer just i don't know just like the the whole just the whole vibe of of the uh of the giving thanks and recognizing and recognize who who was here before you uh and and all the investment that others put into you um and my question is how do you do that when you come from a situation where the investment is little? Yeah. It takes an amazing amount of personal character and luck. And there's always investments made in people from the outside. Yeah. So somebody gets a great teacher or, yeah. a, or a great coach or an uncle or a grandparent. Or a foster parent. Or a foster parent. I yeah. mean, you and I are sitting here in a very privileged position Yeah. to be loved and have come from these homes. So... That's even another reason yeah. to like appreciate it yeah. and be in awe of people who are able to give and receive love so freely without that kind of background. Yeah. It's got to be tough. Absolutely. It's got to so be tough. We respect you. Everybody out there who's carrying around a, a heart that's been wounded but still beating out there, it's hard, but we respect you for it. I mean, you know how there's like, I, you know how you have, hold on, pick this up. You know how you have, uh, like people in your life who, or there's definitely been people in my life who, who have been who have been without with without their biological parents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, yeah, and they're and like close close definitely very close friends. And like there are periods of times where their parent where their where their um the person they knew as their parent their foster parent or person they raised up as their parent would would have a struggle with a certain type of um emotion and care that they would provide outward you know and like i wouldn't it's you know strange until this conversation i wouldn't fully get it what the disconnect always was in terms of like how why they weren't able to you know what I'm saying why the empathy wasn't there and stuff like that because then because i've always been overshadowed I mean, i've been like over been showered with it you know what i'm saying like since since day one like i couldn't get it i mean like and so it's it like legit takes a village you know a friend of mine totally. re- a friend of mine revealed to me he was like you know i haven't he was like you know and i try like 
you're, you know, somebody drops some like real shit on you in conversation, and you're like, and they're just saying it matter of fact. And meanwhile, you're just like, you're sobbing like crazy and trying to pretend like <laughs> like you got it together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like, this dude was like, I was like, I haven't like, I didn't have the parent thing, so the being the father is very important to me. You know what I'm saying? And like, I've never heard this from this person ever. You know, I've always in like, I've I've had conversations with this person's parent. You know, what I'm saying parent about like these types of most she would love to hear this from him mm-hmm. and i'm just like what took what did it take to get you there yeah how did you arrive at that point you know what i'm saying i'm happy you got there but what does it take to get you there you know and so like i don't know i don't know it's, we have a lot to learn from these people <laughs> we do we do and and like maybe need to give them a longer leash sometimes because i mean like it's, it, i mean i don't because i just always try to feel like what the disconnect is. i mean because they're I mean, because I would see, there, there were certain people I knew who'd have these like, especially like outbursts, kind of like drunkenly about about the lack of support that they grew up with, you know. And I'm like, yeah, but you got support. They're like, yeah, but it isn't the same. They're mm-hmm. like, it wasn't the intended support I was to receive. Mm-hmm. And I and I would just be like, well, what does it matter? You were you were little. You didn't know. You know what I'm saying like, and they were just like, still that disconnect. Still, it just like it rips me to pieces. Mm-hmm. And like. It's just one thing you don't know unless you're living through that, you know, that displacement and stuff like that. Um, and like, but it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's it's fascinating to watch those people somehow. It's fascinating to watch those people somehow come out of that. To you know what I'm saying to go through all that and come out of that and and recognize who they want to be for the next. You know what I'm saying for the next generation for everybody else. And and man, I mean, like more power to those who have help guide those people along the way you know um help like get them there because i mean like because like i said like it was for for some of these people it was not <laughs> that shit wasn't overnight and so it's so it's so it's interesting to watch these people get to especially like as and again significant others because this person yeah. is saying this because like in this is like looking at as, we, as he and i joke looking at the barrel through the looking at the, the barrel through the rest of your life you mm-hmm. know i mean like with with this partner that he thinks he's going to have this child with. And he's like, I'm going to have a child. He's like, and I want to be exactly who I didn't have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, he was like, and I never had this. No blueprint, but I want to be awesome for this. And I'm just like, I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, you got no idea. We, we, we sit there watching The Office. And I'm just like tearing up. You know what I'm saying? He has no idea. I'm just like, man, I got to go home, man. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, he dropped this. It was like, it had nothing to do with going on to the show. We were just talking. I'm just like, man, I'm like, I'm like, this is something. Like, I've never heard this side of this person. And so, man. Beautiful. Deep messages. You know? <laughs> Let's all try to do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like take the advantage of you as you were given in this life and be grateful for them. Absolutely. And then tell the people who invested so much in you how much you appreciate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you. I love you too, Dan. I, I, appre- I appreciate you. Yeah. You're one of those people who keeps investing in me, and so I'll keep investing in you. Likewise too, Dan. But I mean, like, I know I've, I've, there's been periods of time where I've, like, I've, I've tried to dodge, you know, and just, like, just try to be, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and just, just take for granted um, the, uh, the care and support uh, sending my way. Um, but no, I appreciate that. You know, what's funny is <laughs> I read that. I'm I'm actually terrified for the fate of this podcast because I I I I read this. Who tweeted? Newsom tweeted out something. He's like, the last thing I want to listen to is two people agreeing with each other all day. On that. <laughs> <laughs> this is even worse. This is openly, openly loving and appreciating each other. This podcast is going nowhere. This is yo. over. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for taking the time. <laughs> no problem. We'll All do right. it again soon. All right, peace. All right. Good. That was really good. Real shit, my friend. Yeah, yeah, no.